Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. i got my co-host, Ricky, Hit Dog VP, Etridge. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome, Ed Dog. How are you today, mate? It's uh, something a bit different tonight for us. Yeah, mate. Um, looking forward to hearing about all the um, footy that's getting played over in Europe over the last weekend. Well, it was getting played over the last weekend. Um, yeah, we thought we'd... Update everyone with all the, the footy action that's been going on, considering there was a lack of footy in at all in Australia last weekend. So I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for um, the active social media in AFL Europe and all the clubs and countries involved, I reckon we've gone crazy. The, face, uh, the Instagram and Facebook stories was enough to get me through the festival of football and got me my footy fix for the weekend. But... um. I will say is that the bye weekend in before the finals has to go. It's a lot of shit, but <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I don't mind this. We're, uh, we're of nutrition, we're... mate. We're of nutrition. You know, you, you know, it's not about being the best team throughout the year. It's about how you, you know, you prepare your list and your depth of your list. This year, I can, I can sort of forgive this year due to the fact that I've crammed games in, you know, quite drastically. So I, I'm finally coming around to it this year. But after this year, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't mind it. Gives you gives you a, ch- a breather before all the big action happens. But mate, this was a massive weekend of footy over in Europe. So it was. So let's let's get in. We it's first of all we got to mention that it is supported by NAB. We've been the major major partner by uh, for the AFL Europe for the last three years. So that they do an amazing job being part partnering with AFL Europe. So. Got to get that out of the way early. Yeah, I'm sure, job. I'm sure we'll bring it up a few times. So what it was, it was the Festival of Football. So I think it was in about oh, maybe June, July-ish, I think. Maybe. I actually think when we spoke to um, Ollie Howard on the podcast was when the, a couple of days later this came out and it was a big thing. Um, because we said a lot of uh, country seasons were put on hold or postponed or cancelled because of COVID. The AFL Europe decided they would put this big festival of football on to get every country involved. Um, unfortunately, in the end, only 10 countries were able to take place due to the fact that restrictions were kicking back in in certain places around uh, Europe. You know, England couldn't uh, participate. Um, Wales, I'm gonna, Scotland. I'm going to stop you there for a sec, all right? To say, oh, only 10 countries could get involved in a festival <laughs> of football. If you had told us 12 months ago that 10 countries are getting together to play a, a festival of football, we'd be like, bullshit. How are you getting 10 countries? They don't play football in those 10 countries. You, you said 12 months ago, what are we, we're October. Have you told me when we first started this four months ago, I would have said you're full of shit. 
but it just goes to show you how much we've learnt in the last uh, four or five months, mate. But yeah, it's like, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, 10 uh, countries were still able to participate. Uh, them countries include Austria. Now, this, this is just how wild this game's gotten, mate. Austria, Bulgaria, Croatia, Finland, Germany, Ireland, Netherlands, Poland, Russia, and Sweden. Matt, that's yeah, that's amazing to think that there's that much uh, footy getting played across in Europe, and and some of those countries involved in that, you you wouldn't even think that they've heard of footy altogether. So, what were they doing? What was what's is, what's the festival football involved? Oh. <clears throat> so, uh, most countries were hosting. Oh, sorry, uh, each country was invited to host a tournament in a city of their choice. So the format and structure of the tournament were determined by the country. So, for example, we had a few games that were, a few tournaments, sorry, that were around Robin, three or four game tournament. We had a couple of tournaments, that had men's and women's, and the men's was literally just the one game. That was the game. Women's played a handful of games. So it's literally, however you wanted to structure your tournament, that was, you were able to. As I said, like um, 10 countries participated. That was because tournaments uh, were only permitted to go ahead if they were in line with the government guidelines in their country. So, for example, in Melbourne, we wouldn't be able to go do anything at the moment uh, due to our restrictions, but that's fine. Right, we're not here to talk about Melbourne. We're here to talk about the fantastic work in AFL Europe and footy. Um, so most countries were hosting a men's-only tournament, although some are playing mixed games um, as women are starting to play in their country, although not enough for standalone women teams. Uh, and th- three countries are hosting, or were hosting separate men's and women's tournaments. So that's a, a fantastic effort to have three countries doing men's and women's. Yeah. So, um, so as you mentioned, NAB uh, is was, was a major partner for the festival of football. So they actually donated. I'm fairly sure it was uh, umpire shirts, a brand new f- uh, Sharon footy. And medals for the uh, the champion team. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what they're given. And O'Neill's donated, or donated, supplied a part of the tournament jersey of Guernsey for every single country uh, that participated. So effectively, there was, I think in the end, there was 13 players of the tournament due to the fact there was men's and women's. So that's fantastic. Not a bad looking jersey, either, I might say. Yeah, we are pretty uh, onto the, the good looking jumpers in the world. Yeah, and O'Neill's done a great job with a fair few of the clubs that we've spoken to around the world. So, all right, so what do we say? Let's go, let's go Russia. We'll start with Russia. How, what did they do over in uh, Russia and, and yeah, St. Petersburg? Well, yeah, we've, we've spoke to our good mate Slav across in, uh, in Russia, and he was, he was right, in, right involved in it as the umpire for the day. So there was uh, three teams participating in Russia. There was the Hawks the Bears and the Tigers. They played four games each. So after a round-robin tournament with the Northern Tigers defeating the Hawks in the final. And you can go ahead with the player of the day, Medal of Thrifty. Uh, Evgeny Trofimov. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> we, we will apologise now for any <laughs> names we get wrong. Mate, it's awesome. I would have slaughtered that to the to the max, but anyway, um, we'll we'll tag him in it or something. We'll put it put a writing in the description so that they can uh, translate it themselves. 
So I'm, I'm pretty sure Russia were the the first ones to get off the ground. They were uh, you know, start of the day. Um, Russia were pretty fortunate though. The fact that they their full season, sorry, the St. Petersburg uh, Football League, their season went ahead as scheduled anyway. So this was just a bit of extra uh, um, icing on the cake for their their football season. So yeah, you know, from this looks of all their socials, it was a great day out in uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah. All right. So then we head across to Croatia. What do what do they do over in right. Croatia? You get how how are you going to go pronouncing these teams? <laughs> yeah, I probably should have uh, re-listened to a few uh, people talking on Facebook, but they were in Zagreb. Um, from the looks, we haven't spoken to anybody from uh, Croatia yet, but I know there are a few clubs I've been trying to get in, well, I've been in contact with, but we just can't seem to work out a good day. So, in oh, this is one of the countries that had men's and women's, though. So, this was one of the yeah, one of them countries. Um, so in the men's, there was the double blues. Where, where are the Hawks. double blues from? Is it Cest? I'm pretty sure it's Cest. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the double blues, that'll do. The, the Hawks. Hawks. All right, I reckon the C sign on this one, the Zagreb Vento Dockers. Oh, yeah. Vento? Yeah. Dockers. Again, we apologise for anything we've gotten wrong with. Yeah. I'll go with the Dockers. Dockers yeah, we'll go Dockers. And the women's had the, uh, the Panthers and the Red Legs. So the men had two games at each, while the women uh, were out of to play their one game. So the grand final in the women's, the Panthers defeated the Red Legs by two points. Oof. And it comes down to our next question, mate. Would you rather lose by one point or 100 points? Yeah, so would you rather yes. lose by two points or... That good tight game. That's what you yeah. want. Competitive to the end. Exactly right. And then in the men's, yeah, the Dockers bet the double blues by 58 points. So a bit of a, a, a shellac in the end. end. Yeah. All right. So then we're going over to Finland. We, I, I will say, we, I haven't got the player of the game for uh, of the day for Croatia, but I haven't been able to come across on social media. And we're trying to get this, trying to record this early enough that you've got you've had time to edit it before it gets released. Yeah. Uh, what are we up to next? Finland. Um, I don't know where we are. Is it Pamo? Pamin? Pamaya? I don't know. Anyway, somewhere over in Finland. Okay. Uh, we've got the, the Wasa Wombats, the, the Turkey, Turkey Dockers, the Helsinki Heat Seekers, which I just want to point out, that's probably one of my favourite names of a team getting around the world, the, uh, the Heat Seekers. And the Usama, Usama Ruse. Again, apologies. Um, so... Each team played uh, three games throughout the day. Um, these guys actually had a, a third-place game. So the West Wombats defeated the, the Roos for third place. We've, in the grand final, the uh, Helsinki Heat Seekers defeating the Dockers to win uh, the Finland Festival of Football for the yeah. day. Okay, cool. So again, right. don't, don't have uh, part of the match, part of the tournament, unfortunately, but... Um, We'll put it in the... You know, if it comes out before uh, this gets released, we'll put it in all the descriptions. Yep, sweet. All right. All right. Give, uh, give, give us Bulgaria. You give us Bulgaria, mate. All right. So, we it was over in Varna, I guess. 
That's how it's spelled. But anyway, um, the Varna Demons and the Sophia Magpies. Right. So you gave me the easy ones, mate. We'll, yeah. <laughs> but we'll find out it's not pronounced that anyway. But anyway, so... I'm reading it going, geez, I've really thrown myself on the box this one. Let's yeah. see if you pick up the spell. It's like I put it here too. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, there was only one game, so it was just the uh, Magpies versus the Demons. The Demons, uh, well, the scores don't quite add up. There's my typo. So the Magpies got over the top of the Demons. Yeah, so 13-10. 13-10. To 10-10. 10-10, which doesn't equal 170. but that equals 70. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the player of the day was Peter Petrov from the Demons. I'd like to point out that on their uh, website, mentioned it was his first game as well. So, yeah. decent effort. I think he kicked five goals, I think. Oh, I read. It's just an it dog-like performance. And... Just get the job done. Uh, all right, let's in go a, in a losing team, that's, uh, you know. Over half, over half the goals. So, that's yeah. a very it dog-like performance. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're up to now. Let's go to, go to we'll Poland. Go on. So Poland, uh, this is one we've actually, you know, another one we've actually spoken to, the founder of AFL Poland. So, so they had three teams, four teams. Four teams. So they had the Warsaw Boars, who I'm pretty sure were wearing White Fries Old Collegian jerseys. The Warsaw Saints, who were wearing... South Belgrade Saints, I think it is, or North Ringwood Saints jersey jumpers. Uh, the Raw, the, the Warclaw, the Rawclaw Lions, and Fort Fort Nicer, Nat Nicer, Nas Nicer, yeah, no, yeah, I do. <laughs> so you really should, I should have, you know, got Google and put these in and got serious saying back, saying back to me for a couple oh, of times. It wouldn't have helped us. Let's be nah. honest. It probably would have just made it worse. <laughs> um, so these guys had three games each. Um, and these, uh, they also, Poland also had a, a third place playoff where the Warsaw Boars did defeat Fort Nicer 6 4 40 to 3 4 20. And the grand final, the Warclaw Lions 5 4 34 defeated the Warsaw Saints 1 1 7, with the player of the day being. Payol? Payol. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Don't, don't have his last name. I'm just assuming he must be like one of them, you know, Ronaldo-type people that doesn't need, you know, share. Yeah. Don't, don't need a last name. Prince. Prince. Yeah. Seal. Yeah. This legend, I'm going to guess he is. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we head over to Sweden. And so they, had, they were another one that had some men's and women's games. Um, they had the Port Malmo Maulers and the Nortalia Dockers. Oh, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you that one because I reckon three weeks ago you would have sat there on that one for about five minutes trying to work out what the hell that said. <laughs> no, that's uh, I. I did just edit it not long ago, so <laughs> I I remember the pronunciation for once. So. Um, yeah, so that was the men's, and then the uh, for the women's there was the Port Melmo Lynx, the Stockholm Giants, and the Natalia Dockers, and they all played two games each. Uh, in the grand final for the men's, Port Melmo took down the Dockers, 
105 to 511.41. A little bit inaccurate by the Dockers there. Uh, player of the day was Daniel Peters from Port Melmo. Um, and in the women's, it was the Port Melmo Lynx. Defeated the Dockers again. Um, 7-2-44 to 3-3-21. And the player of the day was Sammy Valgreen from Port Melmo. Not a bad day out for uh, Port Melmo. Jumped on the double. Yeah, hopefully Melmo. I'm saying that right. Melmo, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. But it could have a silent M's or something. And well, we'll, we'll find out, mate, because uh, Port Melmo, we have had... We've actually had lined up a couple of times, but unfortunately, just schedules haven't quite lined up as well. I was looking at the target dockers had uh, them lined up as well, but unfortunately, because they were playing a, a, a season before this, they were off playing footy. I think we actually had the target dockers lined up, and I got a message saying, oh, we've actually got a game of footy to play, I can't do it. And you know, I could have been angry about him not cancelling me, but I was just more pissed off I couldn't go out and play football. <laughs> it was a bit, a bit, bit rude, I would have thought. So... We'll go, go off to Ireland next, mate. So Ireland were one of the countries um, that their situation changed a couple of times leading into the festival of football. So they end up having two sort of inter-club matches. Originally, I'm pretty sure it was scheduled that their actual matches as part of the AFL Ireland season were going to make up the festival of football, but due to restrictions and uh, travel and all that type of stuff, that could no longer happen. So... Yeah, so if you listen to our recent episode with uh, South Dublin Swans, they were he was going to play a game just after recording that episode. But since then, their season, se- official season, has been put on hold. Pretty sure he was going to Belfast, he said as well. So that's sort of yeah, ties in so. this one. So yeah, they had two competitions. They, they had one held in Cork and one held in Belfast. Now. Uh, Leaside took on the UCC Bombers, so people that have listened to the Covercast would understand that they're somewhat of the same the same people effectively at the club. One's a uni club, one's a, lo- uh, a local club, I'm pretty sure. Um, was it Owen we spoke to from Leaside? Yep. I'm pretty sure he uh, does a bit of work for the UCC Bombers, so does a bit of Leaside and UCC, so... Uh, they had the one game for the day, and the Leaside Lions won 10-14-74 to the UCC Bombers, 8-11-59. So the old boys getting it done against the uni team. Yeah, pretty much, mate. But uh, this was on a Saturday, so cannot confirm how hard the boys from the uni went the Friday night. We did learn after our chat with uh, Connor and Caroline that they like to... Um, what was the word that? What was the term they used to go and get it going out? Crack. A, a crack. That's right. Yeah, you don't know how much of a crack they had on the Friday night. But uh, the player of the day was the UCC Bombers, uh, Ruckman, and their captain Connor Nagel apparently dominated all over the ground. And if you go across to uh, a Facebook group called World of Footy, uh, one of my favourite Facebook uh, groups, uh, I want to Sullivan. Sullivan is this, was it Sullivan? Yep, gave a great rundown and recap of the game. So that's fantastic for a good read. And across in Belfast, so Belfast Redbacks, as they called, had an intra club. The uh, you like this one, the Redbacks versus the White Tails. I thought that was a quite unique and smart way of using it. So all I know is that the White Tails defeated the Redbacks, and uh, the play of the day was Dean Skinner. So, oh, nice. 
So the next next one we've got Germany. Now you did say you're up with it, but I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. So it was uh, two tournaments held in Berlin and Leipzig. So uh, this coming Wednesday, actually, we have the interview with Emily Flanagan from the Leip- Leipzig Quackers. Quackers, and uh, this was actually their first proper. Uh, event that they hosted. Um, there were some great scenes on Instagram. They were out at the hardware store buying stuff for the goalposts and had them set up paint from the goalposts. And uh, it, was, it was fantastic to see the effort we're going into it. But unfortunately, uh, the weather in Germany decided that, you know, like the rest of 2020, it was going to fuck up everybody. And unfortunately, the uh, Germans men's and women's tournaments unfortunately got... Um, Cut short, got called off early due to the weather. But you can fill us in for teams and everything like that, mate. Uh, so they had the three men's teams, Giants, Eagles and Crows, and then the women's were the Berlin, Berlin team, Hamburg and Zuffenhausen. Um, they were going to play two games each. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, it got... Got cut short. Uh, there was a player of the day still with uh, Luke Quinn from the Crows. Um, and, yeah, they, they made the Eagles one on, on percentage as such. But, yeah, they didn't get to finish all the games. And the women's only got the two games in. So um, not everyone got to play, I'm guessing. No, I don't think so. It's a bit disappointing. that. Uh, but from the, you know, the socials, they you know, the barbecue set up and they saw the SDs going and I've got a feeling that from the socials they uh, were one of the teams that had a had a bit of a bit of crack in that into that night in the day, I think. And as yeah, you would you get rained off, you're gonna go hard, aren't you? That's it. That's it's the way to go. Um All right, so next we're off to Austria. All right, so uh, what do they get up to? Right, so, so how's this right, man? So the uh the Syrian Australian Australian the dead underdogs I'll call uh, put up a nice little review with snow covered mountains in, snot, in, in sight and rain until the morning hours the sun came out in a perfect timing for the first festival of football in Austria I read that man I was sold I wanted to get across there but it's just uh, some bloody good writing so um yeah. The the dead underdogs teamed up with the uh, Vienna, Vienna Galas. They actually played a mixed tournament, so they sort of uh, they brought everyone together, uh, include, including the women. So the ladies got involved uh, with this one. Um, I don't know exactly sort of what all the details were and who won. I think from the sounds of it, it was just more of a, a good day in total. But um, what I can tell you was that uh, youngster Benny was voted best on ground after a marvellous performance competing against players on his triple his age. Oh, very nice. So I don't know how old he was, but uh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess if it's a photo I'm looking at, mate, he'd be no older than 14. Oh, cool. I think I'm being generous. Oh, what a champion, that's all I can say. But yeah, so fantastic work across by the... Uh, for, um, yeah, so a fantastic day across in Austria, mate. And good to see the uh, the Galars have had a fantastic season continuing on getting some footy in. And hopefully we get to chat the Den Underdogs, mate, and we can cross Austria off our list. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Vienna, we're actually going to get Pablo himself back on, I think, in about two weeks' time for a little quick uh, quick chat. 
We could have had had the Galahs actually went this season. Yeah, very nice. Look forward to be, catching up with Pablo. Will that be our first sort of double guest? Like, no, it won't be if we're done uh, the 50th episode. Nah, Sorry. Nah, we've had, we've had um, Propercast number one fan on a couple of times. Yeah, um, yeah, true. And, and we're talking about, you know, getting some guests back on. We're, the next one's Netherlands. They actually got to play a bit of a season before this festival footy and our good friends Tyson and Yaz made it to the grand final for the uh, Waterland Eagles and unfortunately went down to the Amsterdam Devils, their, their former side. Um, but I think it was a pretty good competitive game. Um, and so regardless of the win or lose, I reckon Yaz and Tyson still party pretty hard afterwards. So oh, they would have <laughs> had a good time. But yeah, they, they did a bit of a touch a touch football round robin thing. Um, I, I think um, nothing actual official games was it? There was no actual... Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was just mixed, mixed touch footies. I think, you know, the Amsterdam... I think Waterland may have joined in. Delph may have been there. They just sort of had mixed bands of women go out there, have some fun, have a kick at the footy. Yeah. Um, yeah but, considering they're only sort of a week out from their grand yeah. final anyway, they pretty much got, got their season. So. And I just sort of assume that, you know, it's, you said what happens in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. So they're just like, no, nah, I ain't letting none of this stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> it's in secret. Very good point. Uh, that is a good point. Um, all right. Well, I think we've covered it all, haven't we? You've got yeah, I think we did. Something all, a bit different. All 10 countries. Did a great right. job. Had a lot of fun playing footy. Uh, mate, jealous as. When you, oh, you're yes. hearing about all this footy getting played and round robins, mate, what what would we give to bloody play a round robin of footy right now? Good news, mate. As recording this, we've got about three weeks, mate. We actually have 10 people out having to kick the footy if we wanted to. In an unofficial capacity, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully. let's, again, fingers crossed. I actually went to the park yesterday for the first time in, well, since <laughs> the, our last training session in, in March, whenever it was, and had a little kick of the footy and a bit of a shot of a basketball on the ring. Um, yeah, so well, I'm going uh, to need the week off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need that bye weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, myself and uh, Joshy Herford, due to the fact that he lives about 40 meters down the road, and we've got a, a fairly decent uh, sporting complex 40 meters the other way, we've been heading down for a kick. We went down, I went for a kick a couple of Saturdays ago. We, me and him, went down last Saturday. Piss pouring down, rain day, wow, pissing down morning, mate. We still got down and had a kick at 6:30 in the morning. I'll tell you, mate, oh, the hands, the hands are on. Did not drop one. In the wet. Nice. How much tape did you have on it? Uh, well, so to say that I've got my three fingers tape. I've got the shipping glove on to get used to it. <laughs> but hey, didn't drop any of it, mate. You, you should be getting used to not having to need the tape of the glove so that once you get I, back next year, you'll be barehanded back to back the, to your former glory. Yeah, well, the reason why uh, I had the glove on was because Joshy Herford gave me a bit of a fucking spray about two weeks ago. Could he hit me about five times on the tit? I dropped all five of them. And like, literally... Right here, I dropped all five of them. He's like, "Which one?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm scared of my fingers." He's like, "Well, go put your stuff on. It's not being a bitch." I'm like, "Geez, all right, fair enough, Josh." Well, I find that very hard to believe because I've never seen Josh Erford kick hits anybody five times in a row on the tits. So, 
Oh, five times the ride is a bit generous. Maybe five out of 20. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of leads out that guy's square. Uh, oh, shit. Know, yeah, Josh, he, he does. Josh, he does. I owe me for uh, putting the ball too far out in front of me in round two. So. Yeah, well, that's, that's fair. But, um, all right. Well, it's been fun. I hope uh, everyone's all caught up now with all the footy that happened in uh, AFL Europe and we'll make sure we tag all the clubs and, um, yeah, hopefully their next seasons can go ahead and, you know, you got UCC that their season will be starting in a couple of months and things like that. So, that you know, not all these European clubs have their footy during a normal footy season for us. They, you know our summer months is when they're sometimes playing their footy in different places of the world. So hopefully some countries get their footy going ahead, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. We, we also hope, with you go through that saying, I guess, that uh, all the countries in Europe that are currently uh, battling with the second or third wave of the uh, of coronavirus can all stay safe and get through it. And you know, hopefully, as I said, we get a season, they get a season going in this season, so next season, get through this next Unfortunate circumstance. Yeah, nice. Um, all right. Uh, we may as well mention next week coming up, we got Edinburgh Bloods on Monday night and Wednesday night. Like you mentioned earlier, we're, we're chatting to the Leipzig, Leipzig Quokkas. Um, brand new club getting started. So, uh, and, and Edinburgh's been going for a, for a while there, so a bit of history there. Uh, yeah, and, so... Uh, the Leipzig Quokkas actually have a... Uh, Slight connection to us in a way. With oh, the jumper? Yeah, yeah yep, yep. Um, not the league oh, that we play in. The league, yeah, our league and, and our, you know. That's right. The nothing, nothing's better than playing Nothing's home. better than playing home. And then, then, you know. All right. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for finding all the info. Um, and, oh, yeah. Sorry, I just want to give a massive shout out to our... Ryan Davey from AFL Europe for giving me a lot of the uh, information at the top of the show about what was donated, how the structure and everything worked. And we would have had him on, but the man has been flat out like a little drinking, as I would say in Australia, and been working his absolute ass off. So he didn't have time. He had a couple of days off and he decided to use them instead of joining us, which is fine. But we've, uh, we've got him lined up to join us towards the end of the year to speak about the year in review. That's what we've got to. We're actually going to do a year in review of AFL Europe and a preview of 2021. Yeah, it awesome. Sounds good. And I don't think I've ever said flat out like a lizard drinking in Australia <laughs> once in my life. So. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. I'm sitting there, I'm just like, I was going to say something else. I'm like, yeah, I can't say that. But what else is there? <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, we look forward to the next one. Uh, catch us all later. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast Cobra cast with the present VP.